0: God, amen, welcome to everyone tonight, and if we have any guests, we welcome you, those that are watching online, we welcome them tonight, pray they're blessed by this service, I know we've got a number of folks that are still out for the holiday weekend, and if they're traveling and on the road, we pray God gives them a safe return home, amen, I, uh, a couple of Sunday nights ago, I mentioned that I felt like I had some direction that I might go for a little while on Sunday nights, and of course that Sunday felt like the Lord gave me something completely different direction, but uh I feel like tonight is going to kind of be the start of that. I don't have a, I'm not going to give it a set title or a set theme. Let me just, just kind of summarize it this way. Here's what I believe the Lord wants to say, do. That is renew our revelation and understanding and faith, confidence in what we are. I mean that more so in the context of the church, the body because i I think too many times we lose sort of sight of the significance of what we're in, what we're a part of. and uh, I, I felt it. I've said it. I've had others who have shared that they feel the same thing, but especially going back to the night the trustees were here, there was a shift. and I know I know it's you know, I know Thanksgiving weekend and all that kind of you know, has a tendency to bring a little bit of distraction and disruption, but ultimately that doesn't change what God is doing. And uh, I really believe, I feel like, in my spirit, and again, I feel like a few others have concurred that God is doing some very important, significant things. And and um, it's not about the fact that it's about to be a new year, but I just believe we're in a season that God is doing some things, and as we do move into a new year, not, again, because it's a new year, more so because, let's be honest, we struggle a little bit with our flesh throughout this time of year with distractions and stuff that's going on, and that's just kind of the nature of the beast, I guess, if you will. But I I believe God wants to just sort of solidify some things, if you will, so, uh, I, I, I don't, um, I got a bunch of verses to read tonight. Most of the, they're in basically three different passages, but, uh, so I, I'm gonna let the scripture hopefully do a lot of speaking for itself, but I, I just, I hope the Lord would begin something here this evening. First Peter two. I'm gonna start with verse number seven. First Peter two. Verse number seven You know what? Just just go ahead and sit down. We're gonna commentate a little bit. I don't know if commentate is a word, but that's a you know if it's a commentary for scripture then commentating I guess commentate is what sports guys do, right? Is it commentators, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna commentate. Um Unto you therefore which believe He is now we, I'm gonna get stuck before I even get to where but you know the more I thought about this in preparation for tonight, the more this stuck. Unto you therefore which believe He is precious. The opposite of that is, those that don't believe, he's not precious. Jesus, here we go, y'all ready? Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. But ultimately... He will only be the reason for this season to those who are really already about Jesus. Because to those that don't believe, it's just a holiday. To those that don't believe, it's just a special time of the year. It may be the most wonderful time of the year. But it's only to those who believe is He precious. I, th- this is, this is not what I f- feel led to minister here tonight, but again, I just couldn't, just somebody at least get this point, okay? If we're not careful, we can get, we can, we can become doubtful of Him because of them. But to them, He's not precious because they don't believe. But to you who do believe, He is precious. To those who believe, He is precious. So I'm not going to let a world of unbelievers cause me to lose the preciousness of the one that I do believe in. Because if you believe, to you, He is precious. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected or disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. He is either a stepping stone or a stumbling stone. And that is based on your faith. That is based on their faith. You realize, I don't know, how many many football teams are there total? 30-something, I think. 32. So approximately because of the way the schedule works, this doesn't happen exactly this way. But let's just... There was probably somewhere around on a normal Sunday and a little less today because of Thanksgiving Day. On a regular NFL Sunday, there's probably anywhere around 12 to 14 games being played. Because there's usually a game on Thursdays and a game on Monday. And then the teams have buys, whatever. So let's just say 10. So at 10 games a Sunday... Stadiums, I would say probably you could say safely a football stadium, an NFL stadium, averages 60,000 people. Most of them are bigger than that, so that's 600,000 fans. In a stadium, that does not count the millions that watch on TV. So at least we're talking several million people that set aside time. Football is 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 very unlike most other sports. If you go to a baseball game, let's just say a college or professional baseball game, most people arrive pretty much at game time or just a few minutes before. You go to a professional basketball game. Most people arrive right at game time, maybe a few minutes before, a few minutes after. But a football game. People that are really into football, you tailgate. I've gone to Navy games where I think people had tickets to the game that I'm not sure they ever one time stepped foot in the stadium. You know what? I guarantee you, more than likely, attendance was not down in the NFL today because it was Thanksgiving weekend. Isn't it amazing? NFL attendance is not down, but we totally expect church attendance is going to be down. But you know what? You and I need to make up our minds. I believe. And because I believe, to me, He is precious. I can't help what anybody else does. I can't help what anybody else thinks. I believe and therefore he is precious and he is, he's not my stepping stone. He's my foundation. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. A stone of stumbling and a rock of offense even to them which stumble at the word being disobedient whereunto also they were appointed. All that was kind of the that was the intro. Here we go. But ye But ye are a chosen generation. Look at somebody beside you and say you are chosen. I know half of you did that with a little smirk on your face, uncomfortable, but it didn't change the truth of the matter. You are chosen. You did not, not one single person in this place tonight, not one single person that is a part of this congregation got here by accident. You were divinely chosen and positioned by God. I don't care how you see yourself. I don't care what your opinion of yourself is. You are a part of a chosen group of people. Look at somebody say, he's talking to you. You are a chosen generation. We are a chosen congregation. I'm not saying other congregations are. I'm just talking, but I'm talking. We are a chosen congregation. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are a peculiar people. We are. Isn't it amazing? The devil wants us to be ashamed about our peculiarity. Forgive me for an analogy I've used many, many times now. But, fellas, if one of you is about to get engaged, guess what? There is a whole parking lot of rocks. I mean, there's all kind of rocks out there, right out there. There's some good-sized rocks out there. Go out there in the daylight and find the one you like. Go someplace and get a jeweler to mount it to a ring, and you've got a rock. And do me a favor. Go ahead and put me in your will. Because you're going to get a rock. You know, we joke about it. I'm not sure it's totally a joke, but I usually mean it facetiously. But I I think there may be an element of truth to it. It just seems like that first service after engagement, it just seems like there is just a little extra element of... Let's see if I can get in the light. Get a little... I mean, we... Ladies who barely ever raise a hand in church, boy. Why? Why? Because they got a rock. But they got a peculiar rock. The value comes from the fact it is peculiar. Because that rock didn't come from the parking lot. That rock is a rare rock. Why is it we want to give in to the enemy's pressure? To give up on being a a peculiar people and become like everybody and everything else. I'm not talking about a pharisaical attitude, but it is our peculiarity that gives us some value. You are a peculiar people. And here's why. Here's why. So that you can show forth the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. He has chosen you, chosen us, to be the vehicle by which He can show forth Himself. We are, we are the means by which. I don't, you know what? I don't really care how much you can tell me you're a good cook. I really don't care. You talk all day long about how good of a cook you are. So what? I want you to do some showing forth. And I don't want you showing forth with your words. I want you showing forth with some actions. This book is full of things about who God is and what God is and how great God is and how wonderful God is and what God can do and what God wants to do. And all of that is needed and we must have that as the basis of our faith. But just like everything else, there's some people that want to do more than just hear. They want to see. And you and I are chosen by God to be the means through which He shows forth And then, I love this, I love this next verse. Which in time past were not a people. In time past, you were not a people. If we had, if we had any kind of time tonight to just start going around, especially those, I mean, just start going around the person that you're sitting beside. You got, you got, you got people that, how many of you, how many, how many were born in Maryland here tonight? You were born in Maryland. Let's see the hands of those born in Maryland. Now, those of you that were born someplace else, let's see your hands. At least, it's close to 50%, maybe it's a little more than 50 that was born in Maryland. But even then, we're born in Maryland. How many of you were born in, you know, we we go by county. We go by city. You who were not a people. does, Does anybody get what you're a part of tonight? You who were not a people. We are now the people of God. We weren't. A people, but no, we're the people. We, we, we're not here tonight. We're not a group of people here tonight gathered because we're all alike. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. How many of you cannot stand sports? You just don't want anything to do with sports. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Isn't that? Look at that. That's amazing. I don't know how you could live like that. I don't comprehend that. I don't understand that. And yet I just saw a bunch of hands go up of people that I love dearly. And I mean that sincerely. Because we were not a people. I'm not going to ask anybody to respond to this because I don't want to embarrass anybody. There are adults here. There are married adults that you never even got your high school diploma sitting by people who've got multiple college degrees. We're not here because we got all things in common. We're not here because we got a bunch of things that draw us together because we like one another. We who were not a people are now the people of God and we were divinely chosen. Now. Other people, you you at one point did not have mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. I know, I know. You can you know you could argue what you know. You, I mean, if you were to if you were to survey a, a baseball game or a football survey, one of the football, I know you got people at that game from all walks. I know that, but they don't have the same bond. They don't have the same connection. And most of them are going to go there and only connect with the people they know. Only associate with their kind. But I watch it service after service after service as most people don't associate with their kind. Because a true, oh boy, a true born again believer, a true born again believer no longer identifies with their kind. (laughs) I was going to read this one a little bit later, but it's too good to pass up right now. Galatians 3.26 For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promises. (laughs) we're not identifying by who i am culturally or color wise or educationally or economically we are now connected to the body of christ as a chosen generation the Amplified, back to First Peter, the Amplified says, verse 9, This way you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. I really didn't plan to get all worked up here tonight. I'm going to rein it back in for a moment. I learned a long time ago. I learned a long time ago. I used to go into depression when somebody come up to me and I'm leaving. Why are you leaving? Oh, this church ain't got no love in it. I want to go crawl in the corner and die. Oh, my God, we are so horrible. And then somebody come along and, man, I have never been to a more loving place. You are the most loving people. I'm like, oh, yes. And then I'd ride that roller coaster. And finally, thankfully, I got the revelation. We are not the most unloving place in the world. And we're not a perfect place either. We're somewhere, hopefully a little bit to the side of loving than the middle. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we're, we're neither one. We're not on either end. So that being said, I continue, and, and I'm going to do my best periodically to keep challenging, not just with words, but the Spirit needs to do it. But, but I, I, keep, I keep, keep hearing, whether it's from non-apostolic guests or apostolic guests, numerous times over the last several years, I've been told by apost- other apostolics that have come to service, you guys are some of the most friendliest, warmest church I've been to. I've had them tell me directly. I've gone to other churches, apostolic churches, and not one person even talked to me. We we, we don't want to settle where we are. But you understand what that's doing? That's showing forth. Not showing forth us. Not showing forth us. It's not about showing forth us. It's about the fact that he said, I am love. And yes, we all need God to give his love to us directly. We all need to have a connection with God's love, but we also know that God has chosen one of the main ways to manifest his love is through his body. And so when an outsider walks in, there there is oh boy After Friday night of pause, I don't know why I should be reluctant about anything, but here I am. Here I, am. <laughs> I, I, I heard, I, I heard not secondhand, I saw a video of an end of, an apost, supposed to be an apostolic. I shouldn't say it's supposed to be, an apostolic. Or maybe we should say a Pentecostal. <laughs> that, that they, listen, I, 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 I know, I think we may have a couple of guests, I think, that have come in, so please, hopefully you'll hear me in the right context, but There's this, there's this, I heard this individual, they said they, they basically have completely changed their wardrobe. Not, and it was a female, and she wasn't talking about it in an immodest way. But the type of clothes she wears, that she used to dress up for church, but she doesn't do that anymore because she's trying to appeal to the community. I got a question. I got a question. I I got a question for you. What is more impacting to a non-apostolic, non-church member? To come in and see everybody that just simply looks the way they look. Or, maybe there are a whole bunch of people that don't dress the same way. Or maybe, I mean, what, what I, you know, Bishop, Bishop and Mother, I guess Bishop especially, I don't know when it started, how he did it, but I, I commend and appreciate him for somehow establishing, establishing the, the, the culture, if you will, at Antioch that, you know, you don't have to wear your Sunday best to come to church. We got people that are dressed to the nines tonight, and then we got people that are dressed to the ones. We got suits and ties, Sunday best, and we got blue jeans and t-shirts. And most of the blue jeans are people that are some of the most faithful members. So that being said, what's more, what's more impacting? To walk in and, well, you know, everybody looks just so... Or to walk in and go, man, everybody, I don't look like them. And yet to feel... But you know what? You may not you may not be dressed up today. You may not have a suit and tie on, but guess what? I don't care. You may come in in t-shirt and blue jeans. Who cares? You may come in in flip-flops. Who cares? You may not wear socks. Who cares? <laughs> we who are not a people. God has chosen us to show forth through us. I said it a couple of weeks ago, I'm not going to get all into it again tonight, but we need to stand strong on the principles of the Word of God. We need to stand upon what the Bible says about gender, not what our government says about gender. We need to stand on what the Bible says about gender, not what the LGBTQ, and apparently there's a couple more letters now added. We stand upon the fact that in the garden in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. Male and female created He them, and when He created Him, He created them as what He wanted them to be. That being said, to show forth His praises, you may be an individual that embraces another kind of ideology, but that should not cause one bit of judgmentalism from the body because we are supposed to show forth his praises. Amen. We are his purchased special people to set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's people. Once you were unpityed, but now you are pitied and have received mercy. The church, the church, the church, not a church, the church, And I'm not talking about the church with a brand name, a man-made brand name. I'm talking about the church as defined by the Scripture. The church is not a man-made organization. The church is a living organism. And the reason it's a living organism is because the church is the body of Christ. I, I don't know where, or how long the Lord will lead me to go on this topic. I don't. I, maybe it'll just be a one night. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. But I, I got to be honest. I, I'm, I'm hoping to somewhere be able to just get in a little bit with the correlation of it's amazing when you think about the human body and how that it simply by the brain sending signals. It operates in coordination. Can you imagine how frustrating it would be to have to function, you know, uh, right shoulder, prepare to move. Right elbow, prepare to bend. Right wrist, get in place. Right hand, fingers, get ready to grasp. I mean, just just think about. Does anybody ever sit there? Uh, uh, some, if you've been maybe through some kind of an accident, you're going through rehab, <laughs> physical therapy. I, I understand retraining. I get all of that. But under under when when you have a healthy member of your body, when a limb, when all that is healthy and properly functioning, do you sit there and consciously think? I mean, did anybody again, assuming your 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 limbs and all that are working properly, did anybody sit there Thursday and go? <laughs> I got to get this hand to that food because that food has got to get to this mouth. There was no business meeting needed. There was no planning. In fact, there was some interventions that were needed. Left hand, stop it. Get in, stop it, stop it. No more. No, why? Because the body. The body. The body. That's why we 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 absolutely have and will continue to have greeters. Organized greeters to welcome people. But that is not to replace the body. It shouldn't be greeters greet. Warning, warning, guest approaching. Warning, warning. Why? Because the body... Y'all didn't know it, but I just thought I'm going to pick that up. You didn't know that. Why? Because the body works in coordination. When the body's properly connected to the head... So when the body's properly connected to the head, when everything's functioning properly, it's not an ordeal. You know why so many times we have to organize everything? Because the body's not functioning. <laughs> the body ought to go. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that person sitting a couple seats away from me before. But, the greeter. No, you're the body. You're the body. He wants to show, f- you know, what? It, it would sort of be expected. You expect the people at the front to welcome you and smile. But what about everybody else? I'm not bleeding. I'm not. This is not a rebuke, please, because I think I already said it. I've gotten lots of great feedback. This is not a rebuke, it's just a r- reminder and a challenge of what we are. We're not an organization. Let's make sure everything is functioning and properly in its place. Do we have to or, yes, yeah, sure. Because sometimes we get some stubborn members. But when the body. That is a chosen generation and a royal priesthood functions in the way God has designed and intended. Ultimately, what is happening is God is showing forth not who we are, but who he is. Because the bottom line is what happens if somebody visits a service? And God has the greatest gift for them that they've ever received. And that is His Spirit. But they sit through a whole service and think, Man, I don't feel at home here. I don't feel welcome here. I'm never coming back here. Then they may very well never receive the greatest gift they had. Because God wasn't able to do it? Because God failed? No. Because the body wasn't showing forth. That's why I don't, I don't understand. I know that doesn't, there's none of you that do this here. I'm talking about every place. I'm talking about other places. I don't understand people that get to church at the last second and leave at the first. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to be mean. I don't under, I, I seriously do not understand. I don't understand that. Because this is, this is the body that I'm connected to. And, and I need to be connected to that flow. And I, I need the blood. And I need life flowing. And, and you know what? If it's an organization, fine. Get it at the last second and leave it at the first. But it's not. I realize, and and we had our own plans, and and I was the only one from my immediate family, from the David Wright household that came, so please understand this is not intended to be a reflection on anyone. A lot of people have had had, and have their own plans on Thanksgiving, and, and that's wonderful, but obviously we provide what we provide here now because of those that don't have that. And Matt, I, I stand there, and I'm just watching, and I'm thinking this is, this and I realize, I understand there's shelters and others. I get that. I understand. I understand that. I'm not saying that we're the only one that provided free things. I know that. But I also know from what I saw, what I felt, there was more than just food simply being provided for Thanksgiving Day. There was there was something flowing, there was a connection. I I I I hope it's okay to call names, but Sister Lou Ann Richards and 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 Sister Richards' mother or Sister Richards' father just recently passed away and her mother came on Thursday to that Thanksgiving meal and before she left, got up and expressed appreciation for that meal and those people and what took place there. You know what that is? That is, that is Him showing forth. Yeah. Ephesians 2 I, I, don't, I don't plan to go much longer. Ephesians 2 verse 1 at least one verse here that you ought to recognize in just a moment. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. It, it is there, there are people here, that there are adults here, that you spent a good chunk of your adult life doing your own deal on Sundays. The last place you were was in church. And if it was, it was for a quick in and out. In time past, you walked according to the course of this world. But now, that's all changed. And among whom also we had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And some of you ought to be able to quote this one. But God For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now... But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Why? Because he is our peace who hath broken, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. If the true work of God is done in my life as an individual, then there should be no partitions between me and the rest of the body. You know what? There are people, most of you got, it, it, was, I, it was, I wish there was hidden camera that first service, we rearranged the chairs. I was sitting in my office that Thursday evening, and all of us, thankfully, thankfully, I went, wait a minute. This is probably about to be a very memorable moment. And I, I went ahead and got my stuff together, and I came in, and I sat right over there by the drum cage, and I just sat and watched. And I watched as people come walking in. I watch as some started to go into cardiac arrest. <laughs> and then what, what's what's hilarious is to watch some of you haven't done it, but others of you have. Watch how some of you have gotten as close with the new setup as you were to the others. Now I've said it. You know what? I used to be like you know everybody's stuck in a rut, but I changed long time ago about that. I I it is it I find great comfort and 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 encouragement in service after service, knowing I can look right over there, right about right over there is Wendell and Michelle. On a Sunday night, I can look right back there. It's going to be Paul and Rhonda. I can look right over there, and it's going to be Tony and Charlotte and a bunch of Annapolis high school kids. That's not, I don't think that's, I don't think that's because they're stuck in a ruck. That's, uh, the, the last time I checked, the foundation doesn't move places every day, so that's okay. So, all m- many of us got our general vicinity. Most of you, you may not sit the exact seat, but most of you don't sit here one service this section and that one the next. Most of you, you sit in the basics. So, you know what that means? There, there could very well, and hopefully, hope by God's grace, one day this will definitely be the case. There may be somebody over here that somebody over there has no idea they're a part of this church. You know what? My toe and my ears don't have a whole lot of interaction. Not to mention it's probably been about 30 years since my toe could get anywhere near my ear. <laughs> but for other reasons. There is, there is, there is, there is no <laughs> direct connection between my little toe and my ear. But they are connected to the same body. They may be absolutely opposite ends and opposite purposes and all of that, but they are still in connection to the same body. I understand, and and God have mercy, if all of us know everybody here, we are failing. Some of you think that's succeeding. to know. No, that's failing. If we don't have enough people here that you can't know everybody, we're not doing our job. But what we got to make sure is we got some toes that are connected to some feet, which are connected to some ankles that are eventually connected to a neck that's connected to a head that's got some ears. And so we may be at very different parts of the body, but we are connected to the body. And my place in the body, my location, my position, does not determine my importance. Paul says there's more comely parts. I got it. I'm just gonna tell you. I've never seen anybody walk around talking about how beautiful somebody's toes are. I have heard people walking around say you need to cover those things up. But we got our. We've got the comely parts. I mean, we call this our ear, but you don't have to have that to hear. So the point is, there are parts of the body we don't, we may be able to live without. You don't need these. But I got a question. Is there anybody here tonight that you are volunteering to just have your ear? Just take it off? No. Because every part has purpose. And every part is important if it's a part of the body. And there may be parts that are more attractive than other parts, but that doesn't determine the value of the part. What determines the value of the member of the body is that it's a part of the body. Let me get back here see if I can find the runway. For we are his workmanship. Oh, farther down that. 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who you who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God. God, in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners. Amen. Yes. You are no more strangers Foreigners. I got a question, is any of you folks that are now you are you are one of us? But you can still recall to a degree the way you felt when you first came. I'm a well, I'm a stranger here. I don't fit in now, I don't fit in here. But not anymore. You are no longer a stranger or a foreigner. But you are now a fellow citizen with the saints and of the household of God. It doesn't matter if you got here 49 years ago when it first started or if you just showed up today. When you are baptized into Christ and put on Christ, you are no longer a stranger. You are not a foreigner. You are now a fellow citizen. Do you know what one of the biggest issues we've got in our world is people just don't feel like they belong. That's one of the appeals of social media. It gives you some place to try to belong even though it's a completely false world and reality. We are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints in the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. Now, 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 I'm going to read the next verse in just a second, but before I do, the principle of the scripture is this. He inhabits the praises of his people. So one of our motivations to praise and worship God is that when we do that, we are creating a dwelling place for God. Why are we creating a dwelling place for God? Because wherever God inhabits, He does something. Wherever God is inhabiting, He's going to do something. He's kind of like one of those friends you got when they come to your house. They don't ask you, would you like me to clean that? They just look and go, "Mm, that's dirty, I'm cleaning God, wherever he inhabits, starts looking around and says, Oh, that needs to be done. I, I'm going to take care of that. And I need to, That needs to be fixed. And, and so we want we want to praise and worship because it creates a habitation for God to dwell in because we don't want to have church without God. But when we get the presence of God manifested, we know something's going to happen. God's going to touch somebody. God's going to minister to somebody. God's going to heal somebody. God's going to deliver somebody. So we know that He inhabits the praises of His people. But look what the last verse of this chapter says. In whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God. Through the Spirit. We are built together as a habitation. And the same way in which God inhabits the praises of His people so that He can manifest Himself and do something is the same way that God puts you and I together as a habitation that He can dwell in to accomplish His purpose through. Oh, my God, help us. We're not here because we are a church. We're not here to just be another church option. How many of you like Wendy's? How many of you don't like Wendy's? How many of you like Burger King? How many of you don't like Burger King? How many of you like McDonald's? Not very many. How many of you can't stand McDonald's? Uh. How many of you like Domino's? How many of you like Monopoly? How many of you like Papa John's? How many of you like Pizzaboli's? I love Bella Italia. Little plug there. You know what? How many of you like Nike? How many of you like Adidas? Reebok, Under, Under Armour. Yeah. Have at it, man. Take your pick. But you understand we do not exist to simply hopefully provide another alternative. Our job is not to just be another church on Ritchie Highway because if somebody doesn't like brand X, they can go to brand Y. Every church, every church should exist as the purpose of being the body of Christ through which, through which he can show forth who he is. I I, I may come, hopefully the Lord will let me come back to it, maybe in a little more focus in a couple of weeks, but I'm I'm just going to, just as I close, I'm going to hit it for a second. I I basically used it a couple of Sunday nights ago, but but I'm going to say it again here tonight. It just happened to me two nights ago. We now have a new bed. And I I don't think I've ever seen a bed frame designed like this. I don't know who the idiot is that created it. Because most normal people... They put the 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 uh, what do you what do you, the the legs, they're not a leg, it's cuz um, they put it on the four corners. Not in the middle. And right there halfway in the middle of my side of the bed. Is a little metal lay, leg that my little right toe is now very acquainted with. You know why? Because the eyes weren't doing their job. And the little toe, I caught that thing straight on the other night. Doing me a little dance in the bedroom, but it was not a praise break, I promise you. I was gritting my teeth, I was biting my I was... Oh. But you know something? My little toe did not say to the rest of my body, you all just failed me. You let me down and I'm now hurt because you weren't properly doing your job. I mean, the bottom line is if my eyes were doing their job, my eyes would have been up, oh, don't want to go there. But my eyes were someplace else. You know, Oh, mm, I thought I was quitting, but now I don't know. Sometimes some of us get hurt because the eyes are someplace else. But it may not really be that their eyes are wrong. It may not really be that the eyes are the problem. They're, they're just distracted. And you become the casualty. A part of a body with functioning eyes. Mm-hmm. Feel a little preach coming on. I, I, I used it the one I used a couple of Sunday nights ago. Was you can I can still barely see it. For a while, I had the perfect imprint of a Phillips head screwdriver in my left middle finger. As I was trying to screw something in with a screw gun and it slipped off the screw and the Phillips head tip went directly into the tip of my finger. But you know what? You know what didn't happen? My left hand didn't start going, stupid hand, how how could you do that to me? Sometimes the body may injure the body. In fact... Let me rephrase that. Sometimes the body is going to injure the body. And I promise you this. There is an adversary who is sitting by on edge waiting because he knows it's coming. He knows there's a moment coming when the body is going to injure the body and he is he is ready to pounce. double T-I-W-G-E-R. He's ready to come bouncing. Tigger, sorry. All right. You got kids. You better know Tigger. He is ready to take advantage of the moment. How in the world could you, how could they do that to you? How can you put up with that? How can you, they're supposed to be your brother. They're supposed to be a part of the same body. The problem is, if my toe would have decided Thursday night or Friday, whatever that was, whatever night that was, if my toe would have decided, fellas, I'm done with y'all, I'm out of here. If it would have decided to stay right there next to that bedpost, it would have never left there except in the trash can. Because even a body that may end up inadvertently or incidentally injuring you is still ultimately the source of of your healing. Y'all done? Y'all, I need to let y'all go. Y'all finished? <laughs> the very body that may accidentally, unintentionally injure you is still the same body that has the necessary things to heal you. And oh, what a challenge it is to now let what hurt me heal me. And of course, some of us still, even though we're born again, are living with the motto, no one will ever hurt me again. Then we need to figure out a way To kill you as soon as you repent. Because as long as you keep living, you're going to keep getting hurt. The only way to live unhurt is to not live. Oh Lord. Because you can't make up your mind to live and not ever let anybody hurt you again without also making up your mind not to let anybody love you again. We are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a peculiar people... So that through us, and this applies to every church everywhere, but I'm not preaching to every church everywhere tonight. I'm preaching to this church tonight. You and I are not here by accident. It it amazes me. I I, I know some of you more than others. I I know some of your stories more than others. It's not a coincidence that you are where you are not an accident you were chosen to be a part of this habitation because god wants to show forth his praises through this group of people i said it i've tried to say it maybe not directly but i'm gonna say it i'm not in any way under the impression that we are a perfect group of people i just got through saying the body sometimes injures the body but just because the body may sometimes injure the body, doesn't mean the body's not the body. Would you to stand, please, just right where you are. I I believe, and, and hopefully by by the direction of the Lord. Tonight is just simply a maybe a scratching of the surface. Paul, one of, one of Paul's one of Paul's big themes, one of Paul's big themes and focuses was using the body, the natural body, to demonstrate the principle of the spiritual body. Paul, I, I think in one place it's almost a whole chapter. All about members of the body. Different members and different parts, but all the same body and all necessary for the body. We, we We have some absolutely brilliant people in this congregation. I mean, we have got some absolutely highly intelligent, educated people. We have got some amazingly talented and gifted people. I mean, we've, we've, got, we've got graphics designers, we've got artists, we've got tech, we've, I mean, we've got amazing, in, in all kinds of areas, talented, gifted people. The bottom line is, we, we don't want to try to accomplish And this ties in with the way this service has already gone. We don't want to try to accomplish this through the intellect that's here. We don't want to try to accomplish this through all the smart people that we've got here that are brilliant and know how to organize and do. We, 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 We want that to be a part of the body, but we don't want that to be how we do what God's called us to do. We want the people with the talents and the gifts and the abilities to be able to function in the body, but we don't want that to be the source of what we are trusting in. Because at the end of the day, this must be a supernatural thing. The body of Christ must be a supernatural thing. If it's going to be the body of Christ, we need to do our part. Paul talks about gifts of administration. There, there are some of those areas that function, but that's not, what we del- that's not what we rely on, depend on, trust in. So would you just write where you are? In fact, in just a moment, I'm asking you to do this, not write this second because I'm going to probably say one or two more things, but I want to ask you in just a second to grab a hand or put a hand on the shoulder of somebody nearby you. And here's the, the I guess, sort of the simple thing. I just want us to pray here tonight for a moment. God, give us a fresh, maybe maybe for some it's a new, but we'll just kind of pray it this way. God, give us a fresh revelation of what this is, of what we are a part of, of what we are called to be. Not what we are called to be so that we are, pr- no, I don't mean, I mean, Wow. Wow, we, we are called to be the body. You, you and I are called to be a part of the body. You know, I mean, I, I told you, I, I told you didn't join hands or hold hands yet because I'd say a few more things. I'm going to say more than I thought I was going to say. 70,000 fans walked into a stadium today. With no expectation of doing anything beyond being a spectator. They, were, they willingly spent, some spent hundreds of dollars today to go sit in a seat and watch 11 guys in tight pants run on the field. And a bunch of those, a bunch of those people... Brother Mike and brother, bunch of those people are athletes. And if you're an ath, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe I get this wrong. But in my perception of an athlete, I, I, I'm not saying how good of an athlete I am, but I'm an athlete. I like to play sports. There is nothing that nothing that compares watching versus playing. I'd rather be on the football field playing at Truxton Park that in Raven Stadium, watching Lamar Jackson. I can watch him on YouTube. Because it's a whole lot more fun to pretend on the field to be Lamar Jackson, even though we are universes apart. Lamar Jackson is talking in tongues for some of you. You don't even know what that is, who that is. But you know what? They willingly, willingly, willingly went to sit and watch. But God does not invite you to come to His stadium to sit and watch Him perform. He says, I I got a field that's got more than enough room and I've got a position, I've got a place for everybody to be on the field, actively engaged. So here, I think I'm done. You join with somebody beside you, hand, arms, on shoulder, whatever, hands on, have you feel comfortable. God, I believe... We stand here tonight as a chosen group of people. Not chosen because we're better than anybody else. We're not chosen because we're special. but, But at this point, at this time, we are the ones that have been brought together. We're not here by coincidence. We're not here by random chance. We are divinely called and placed by you in this body so that through us, you, God, can show forth who you are. You can show off through us, God. So I... I'm asking you tonight God that upon this group of people upon those that are a part of us that may still be traveling or out for the weekend, the holiday I pray God that you would bring upon us a fresh revelation God of who we are, a fresh revelation of what we are we're not just a part of some social club, we're not just a part of some organization that man has created but we who were not a people are now we are now the people of God no longer Jews and Gentiles it's no longer bond and free but we are now one body in you oh God renew restore a revelation in every one of us of what we are a part of This is not an obligation. This is not a burden that we bear. This is not a weight that we carry. But oh, what a blessing and a privilege to be brought into your body, to be a part of your body. In the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Icaramondo Loboshe Yarabahaya, Halamondo Roboshe Yarabahaya. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I, I want you to keep your eyes closed. I want you to stay connected for a moment, if you would. I, I, I want to pray one more thing. You're welcome to pray along, but I, I want you to. Uh, I'm not, not. I'm not going to pray some eloquent prayer. I just feel to do this. I feel to do this this way. So, if you pray with me, I'm happy for you to pray with me. But just, just don't do it in a way that overrides, Father. Right now. I pray for every individual, whether they're present or not, in this service tonight that is a part of this body, that somehow the body has unintentionally or inadvertently injured them. God, the enemy is already, I'm sure, working, attempting to cause a separation and a division from them and the body. But I pray, God, that by Your grace... The same body that may have caused that injury would now be the same body through which healing and wholeness can work and flow. I pray, God, for any of my brothers and sisters that are in this service right now that are dealing with wounds that have been caused by the body, Lord. I pray right now, God, that healing and wholeness would flow in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, God, that your blood would flow right now and that it would wash and cleanse out every bit of bitterness that would try to set in as an, inf- an infection that would cause division and separation. In the name of Jesus, God is the one who stands at this point as the Shepherd of this congregation, I readily acknowledge, God, we are far from perfect. God, I acknowledge to you, I acknowledge in front of this congregation that we are, we are far from perfect, God. But I also acknowledge that I believe that we are a body that you are continuing to work in and through. So I pray, God, that healing and wholeness would continue to flow and work I pray, God, that any area, any area, any way, God, in which we are not properly showing forth Your praises, God, any area in which we as a body are not the habitation You need to show who You are, I pray, God, that You would do a divine work. Do a divine work, God. We don't want to have to manage it. We don't want to have to organize it. We don't want to have to fix it through fleshly efforts. We want there to be a supernatural work of your Spirit that does what is needed in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Father, as we close, I thank you and I trust that others would join me to thank you that as individuals, we who were not a people are now your people. Not just your people individually, but now we are your people as a body collectively. We're not strangers and foreigners anymore. But we are now fellow citizens, a part of the same body. We've got different parts. We've got different connections to that body But no one of us is any less important to the body because of who or what we are. We all function in coordination so that the body can be and do what you've called it to do. I pray, God, that beginning this night, God, however long you may allow or direct me beyond tonight, I trust you with that. But I pray that there would be something begun tonight in this congregation a work of renewing in us, God, a work of fresh revelation of what it is you have blessed us to be a part of. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, Amen.